Fear, depression, anxiety, and stress. That is what we're talking about again today in part two. We believe that fear, depression, anxiety, and stress are all separated, but in fact, they're all one in the same. I'm here with my friend Dara, and we are going to continue this conversation and hope that somebody listening will have the tools to get set free from that. That's awesome. You're, you're Yoda, so you start. <laughs> Hey friends, this is Carla. I want to personally invite you into real conversations about living wholehearted and finding freedom, joy, and true peace. I'm the founder of Bochi's Place, an organization that provides safe homes and rehabilitation for women who've been rescued from human trafficking. My heart is to see you walk in freedom and discover that everything you need is already within you. If you feel alone in what you're going through and you need a counselor, mentor, or maybe just a friend, that's exactly what this podcast is for. Welcome to the conversation. What was the Yoda used to say? He used to put his sentences the other way around. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have that in me. <laughs> yeah, I don't either right now. I can't come up with it. Um, one of the things I want to really press down on is is stress in this, in this section of the podcast. Um, and this comes out of my own life, my own experience. This is all out of my own testimony. Uh, stress to me was always the blame game. Stress, if you can imagine, I had a scoreboard or like a little clip pad and I had my nice little, you know, laminated sheet, you know, sealed with everybody's responsibility for why I was so stressed out. And I feel like a lot of us do that every day, which keeps us stressed out. It's good. When we realize the responsibility of the stress is ours. It doesn't matter, and I'm going to go on the record to say this, and I know I'm going to probably get you know, mad people back at me, but it doesn't matter if you're in an abusive relationship that is stressing you out. If you um, come from abusive parents that is stressing you out, you still have control over your situation, and you have the power to change that. We, none of us, no matter where we came from, you know, I work with sex trafficking victims, Dara, you know that. Yeah. And I, I speak to them all the time about this because these girls are raped 15 to 20 times a day against their will. They are forced into this, into prostitution, and they are solicited and raped that many times a day. Now, being raped once in your lifetime is enough trauma for one person for an entire lifetime. Yeah. You take that for five and six months and seven years sometimes. These are all the numbers that I've worked with in the victims. But you you can't imagine the un, the unpacking that we have to do in unpacking this fear and stress, right? The, the stress of the trauma is real. Yeah. But what we tend to do is we tend to find someone to blame it on. So we take our little scoreboard and it's called blame game. And on that scoreboard, we keep a list of people that we can think of in our lifetime because it shifts the responsibility because we subconsciously don't want to carry the weight of the responsibility. It's just easier if we give it to someone else. Yeah. But here's the problem with that. When we give our responsibility, the responsibility to someone else for our stress, for our fear, for our depression, for our anxiety, I have full-blown anxiety because my husband did this to me, or I have full-blown fear because my kids are drug addicts, or because my kids are this, or because my husband did this, or because my parents did this to me. 
that is what we, I hear that so many times and there's truth to that. Yeah. There is actual truth to that in your physical body and what your body has endured for a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. But it still doesn't mean that you don't have the tools within you to get rid of that, yeah. to stop being in stress, to stop being in fear. Part of what I'm teaching the academy in the academy that I have on my website, where you literally, I take you step by step by unpacking every single thing from your past and so that you can be made free and start a new way of thinking. Yeah. Okay. But when we're when our stress is blamed on something else, then we need that something else or that someone else to get it together and change in order for you to be free. Which, by the way, in case you've never heard or do not think you are, if you identify with the statement that Carla just said, this is blatant codependence. What's uh, awesome about that is everything that we expose and that we become self-aware of, when we take the the hand of the Holy Spirit, we can actually have wholeness. This is awesome. Yeah, because codependency at its root, it doesn't matter if you're married to an, I'm going to use wives for right now or husbands. If you're married to a gambling addict, if you're married to a physical abuser, emotional abuser, any kind of abuser, if you're married to a cheater, if you're married to someone who's just a party animal, I don't know, an addict, whatever your story is, when you create an environment for that to exist, you are a codependent. When you partner with the dysfunction, and even though you're mad about it, and even though you're a victim about it, and even though you hate it and you wish you could get out, if you're if it's still in your life, you are creating an atmosphere for that to exist. Carla, I just got a picture of, all. let's say the thing that I'm coming to you about and I'm like, I am, you know, I'm experiencing this symptom. This is a wound that just happened. You're walking me through something. I just imagined me literally grabbing hands with stress, mm-hmm. grabbing hands with um, uh, a perpetrator, if you will, if it's, an, if it's to your heart, to your emotions, whatever, and saying, I'm okay to live with you. Like, right. I'm okay to live in this house, house with you. I'm just going to keep staying stressed. I'm going to keep being upset about it. But I'm partnering with you because I'm allowing I'm allowing this to be the state of my heart home, let alone my physical home, which means... And, and honestly, this is, I think, the, one of the enemy's number one tactics is getting you feeling so overwhelmed in the thing that actually re- really is not is within your power to change. That's right. Which honestly, you know, that could sound not sensitive, but the truth is validating real things that you've experienced and walked in. You should, you should have people around you that are like, baby, you should never have been treated that way. Never been talked to that way. Never been touched that way once. That's right. But I love you too much for you to stay for this to be the story of your life. You're worth way more than that. And so honestly, when you started talking to me about this stuff, I feel if I'm the one that gets to control that with God, that means nobody can take that away from me. That's that is right. so freaking empowering. It is because we allow it. I the, the biggest the biggest breakthrough I had in my life was when I realized, oh my god, I've been allowing this behavior. Yeah. I've been creating a space for it to exist. That means I'm not going to receive that as punishment and shame. I'm going to receive that as empowerment. What does that mean? That means I can stop allowing it. Yeah. That means I can recreate my environment. That means I can say, this is not going to work anymore. But here's the problem that most of us do not, we don't grab a hold of. 
The more that we partner with the stress, the more that we allow it, which means we believe, let me give you an example, Jane and Joe. I'm going to use those two names. They're random names. Jane is in a relationship with Joe and Joe is, is low level dysfunctional abuser. And when I say low level, he's not punching her in the face and he's not calling her a stupid fat cow or whatever. You know, he's not calling her beat up names, but he's emotionally abusing her. And we're going to talk about that in another podcast. We don't have time to dig that out today, but emotionally abusing Jane says, well, as soon as Joe gets counseling for that, then we can start our marriage back. As soon as Joe stops abusing me, then we can have a happy home. As soon as Joe stops spending all the money, then we can buy a house. As soon as Joe gets off the couch and makes and gets a job, then we can pay off our debt. You see, that's what we do all the time. We think, well, if I can just get to that point, and that's how we stay in that body of stress. But here's the problem with that is that when we stay there, we get into this cycle of all the levels of hormones that release in your body because of stress. So let's just, you start out with being stressed out. You perceive that something is worse than it is and you cannot control it. You feel threatened. You believe something is wrong and you cannot predict the outcome. Those are the branches of stress. That's what feeds the level of stress. So what happens? Your fight or flight mode switches on because back in the day when we were created back in those days, we were actually chased by animals. So there was something built within us literally to, awesome. to run from the animal. That's what the adrenaline is for is to make you run when you're in trouble. Okay. Or if someone's coming at you with a knife, what do you do? That's fight or flight run. Okay. What happens is all your attention then shifts to that problem, to that person, to that place. And your brain begins to try to predict the next moment. Wow. Okay. So here's what's happening with that. If the problem is resolved, you'll be happy. You believe that they are responsible for that happiness and for that security. But while you're in that fight or flight mode, everything so like let's just pretend you're in the jungle or you're a caveman and and a big um, wildebeest is chasing you well you have to all your attention is going to go to that thing that's chasing you right because you have to perceive that problem and you have to eliminate the problem that's what we do when we're in that in that uh, fight or flight mode but what how do we get into that place through stress which means, remember I said that, we're perceiving something is worse than it is and we cannot control it. So when we're looking at our marriage, when we're looking at our kids who are in major trouble and we're like, I can't control the situation, I'm in this tailspin, you're in a fight or flight mode. Okay, from that, from that place, and I'm, I'm kind of going over my notes with you guys so I can get this correctly. You have a neurological network in your brain that begins to flash like a thunderstorm. So every, pay, every place, every person, and everything in your head that is perceiving that is a problem that you cannot control begins to fire like I mean that's just like a major thunderstorm inside your brain your thoughts are so fast and furious and firing between all those attentions in your brain you begin to get confused and inconsistent so then that's whenever you know, whenever you're trying to find your keys to go mm. somewhere and you're like, you can't find them all of a sudden because you're in a massive hurry yeah. and you're freaking out and you're like, ah, where's my keys? And you're like on 10 about to kill somebody, whoever took your keys, right? That's this mode that you're in. Like you are, you're living in that condition 
when your brain is unclear and you're confused. Okay. When you're in that condition, now let me back up. Imagine living in that every single day. What the heck is that doing to our bodies? Imagine what's, okay. So because you're in that fight or flight mode, you can learn. Okay. You, you, you're not able to create. Right. And you're not able to love. Yeah. You're not able to open your heart to conditions to learn because your body's telling you we are in fight or flight. We are, this is not a Crisis. time. This is not a time yeah. to learn or create or relax. Okay. So when we stay in that mode all the time, which 70% of humans stay in that mode, by the way, day in and day out, be it traffic, jobs, stress, relationships, ups and downs. Okay. We turn into the survival gene and in that place, when you're in that survival gene is when I just said, you cannot, you cannot begin to think or, or, or dream or anything. This is why we're all stuck in the cycle of bad relationships because we cannot look outside of that. We think this is it. This is it because every day it's a new ignited level. Now there's a cycle of abuse that goes with that, that we allow that we don't recognize because we don't know. And the cycle of abuse is if I can just crawl, if I, this person who's abusing makes you believe that they need you to survive and they do, <laughs> they actually do. An abuser does need a codependent in order to survive. But what happens is the stress hormones begin to turn on and they begin to pump through your body. And we'll go through the stress hormones in the next podcast because it's super important that we understand that. Because here's the thing, when you go from the adrenaline, now I, I'm not going to say this right for everybody who's a scientist and know this, it's norepinephrine or something like that, I can't say that, but it's, um, it's very similar to the adrenaline. And then we go from that to cortisol. And, from, and then I'm going to talk about the way that the brain processes all that. But you guys, in order to understand how to be made free and how to get your life back on track, you have to understand what's happening inside your body. Really and when good. you understand that, then you understand that you've been in a dysfunctional place. That you, even growing up, even growing up, when you grow up in a place that you believe was healthy or you might, you might know was completely unhealthy, you have to go back to the root and look at that and get, but see, listen there at the end of the day, nobody can focus on any of this when they're blaming everybody else. You see, this is why you will always hear me when I'm counseling knee to knee with somebody. And I'm not a counselor, by the way, let me put that on record. I'm just an experienced person who has been made free. Like I am free from the stuff of my past. So I'm trying to help other people get free. But when I say this to people, I always say, I, you need to turn away from the situation, whatever that looks like to you. And focus on yourself for a season. And a season is 90 days. Okay. And I have a formula for that too. But you have to do that. Because if you're constantly engaged with that person that's causing you all the stress or the situation or the job or the relationship, whatever your story is, even your kids, if you take 90 days to disconnect from all of that mentally, sometimes physically as well, like get out of the space. And you begin to relearn who you are and understand the pattern of what's happening in your body and the pattern of what you've been allowing. Then you can reset the pattern and start putting in new exercises that change who you are because nothing in your environment is going to change until you change. Yeah. Period. It's just not. It doesn't matter if we throw our kids in military camp. I always tell people if, if one time I was at a, 
bridal shower and everybody had to give one word of wisdom to the bride. And everybody said, oh, we can't wait to hear what Carla says. Like, because everybody in that room knows what I do, right? So I said, my, my advice is very simple. If you don't like what you see coming out, change what you're pouring in. That's good. That applies to your kids, to your marriage, to your job. If you don't like what you see coming out, change what you're pouring in. Everything's about you. It's not like, if you don't like what your husband is doing, change him. And then he'll change what he's pouring out. Yeah. It's... If you don't like what you see pouring out, change what you're pouring in. So that pertains to your children, pertains to your marriage, pertains to your parents, your siblings, your friends, your job, wherever you're at in life, whatever you're up against right at this very moment, you have everything that you need in order to change that. You don't need like this massive, like breaking of the earth and a big fat divorce and taking your kids to jail. You don't need all of that. You've got to change you first because when you are different, your environment is different. A to the man. Y'all and don't my know. timer tell me I got to <laughs> shut up. Y'all don't know, but all these mics in here, I just dropped them. I'm just saying. Carla, it's so good. Um, I love learning from you. Thank you um, for just the truth that you impart. And uh, y'all, for information on events that Carla's got coming up, we're doing some stuff together. We're doing some stuff individually. Obviously, she has amazing resources. Um, and and two, I want you guys to remember: if you don't have a mentor in your life, if you don't have a form of counsel in your life, the Bible talks very clearly about a multitude of counselors. Mm-hmm. In that, there's safety. Um, Carla is, this podcast is free counseling. I mean, it's gold. Um, I hope you guys feel the same way. Um, for events, resources, go to carlashellis.com. And always, if you or anyone you know is in an abusive situation, go to carlashellis.com slash help. And I want to leave you with this. Always remember, you already have everything you need within you. 